Hi, it's Pete Norsted here and welcome to week 20 of the Trade on Sports and Focused on Football betting podcast. As usual, I'm joined by Jimmy Kempton. How are you doing, Jimmy? Brilliant, thanks, mate. Uh, and a lovely but quiet Christmas. Was yours good, mate? Yes, very quiet, uh, very good. Yeah, nice and uh, restful and a bit dis- only let down by Boxing Day's football. Oh, tell me about it, mate. If if the games had finished at 4.37, we'd have been rolling in the money. But uh, unfortunately, the games did play out all 90 minutes and I was killed by a 95th minute goal at Sellers Park. And then we ended up with a half loss with uh, Everton scoring a late winner at home to Burnley. But that's the game. Yeah. Right. Uh, first up, Brighton versus Bournemouth. Recent head-to-heads, Brighton have won nought. There's been one draw, Bournemouth have won one. Uh, Brighton at home, bottom six sides, one four, drawn two, lost four. So a reasonable record. Coming off a 2-1 defeat away at Spurs. Bournemouth away at big uh, bottom six sides. Similar to Brighton, 1-4, drawn 2, lost 4, so reasonable record, coming off a one old draw at home to Arsenal. Brighton, they've lost two of their last three home matches, and Bournemouth have lost three of their last four away matches. When bottom six sides have met each other this time of year, and the last five seasons, 58 matches, of which the home side have won 32, and the away have won 26. Uh, despite this, my ratings are suggesting some reasonable uh, value back in the away side here to avoid defeat. Although, looking at Brighton, they've played fairly well these last few games, and indeed, they looked relatively good against Spurs, yet they find themselves in the bottom six. Yeah, well, I have to put it out there to the listeners now that my Focused on Football subscribers are already on this game. I uh, got the publication out yesterday. The line shifted yes. incredibly after yes, those has. Boxing Day results. Um, it, it, it started at minus a half for Brighton and then incredibly it moved out to minus three quarters so yesterday we jumped on board with plus three quarters of a goal it's since trended back to Brighton yeah. minus a half and even on this line of minus a half Brighton have only won 16 of their 47 Premier League games at home so we always have this perception of them being very solid at home which they are they've avoided defeating 32 of the 47 but they, but they draw a lot and as you say, Bournemouth have, have played well recently. I, I really like Bournemouth here, even though the line has trended back to half a goal. What I'm going to do here, though, Pete, is because the line's quite tight and it's on that boundary, I'm actually going to buy this quarter of a goal. You can get Bournemouth plus three quarters at 1.83, and that's what I'm going to take here. I'm going to take Bournemouth plus three quarters of a goal. Yes, uh, I, I think I, I, I'm, I'm exactly the same as you. I think it's yeah, well. I, mean, I think it's well worth it. I don't it. really know, though, Pete. If you look at the results on Boxing Day, I'm not quite sure where all this money's come from for Brighton because Brighton played well at Spurs, but they lost, and Bournemouth held Arsenal in Arteta's first game. And I've been told by people who saw the game that Arsenal played really well in that game. So, who's been back in Brighton? No, no, it's it's a mystery. Uh, they, they, I think they they've been sort of. Well, I don't know what the word is. They, they, you know, they, they've been good losers. Yes, yes. I mean, they did beat Arsenal in that. In that, uh, but Arsenal were dreadful that day. But I can't believe. Just goes to show you, Brighton have been playing really well, or so, or so, you know, pleasing to the eye, and yet they're in, you know, precarious position again. Exactly, and, and they've only won sixteen of forty-seven at home. They've drawn yeah. as many as they've won. Yeah. So if you're going to give me half a goal, yeah. 
on Bournemouth, I'm going to take you. But if you can just buy that little bit of extra cover and take them plus three quarters, I think they're a great bet. Yeah. Newcastle, Everton next. Recent head-to-heads, Newcastle 1-2, Everton 1-2. Just looking at the line again, this is plus a quarter, I believe. Yes, it is. Uh, Newcastle at home uh, to... uh, Bottom half size, one six drawn, one lost three. Come off a four one defeat away at Man United. Disappointing that. Everton uh, away at mid table size, one two drawn, one lost seven. Poor record there. Come off a one nil victory at home to to, to Burnley. Uh, Newcastle they won um, four of their last six home matches and they're unbeaten in eight. Uh, Everton unbeaten in four Premier League matches. Mid table uh, at home to mid table size this time of year, forty nine. Um, home wins, 34 draws, 30 away wins. Newcastle plus a quarter is a good bet, I think. I thought you'd be on this, Peter. Yeah, but they've been very solid at home all season long. The only concern for me here is what we're going to get from this Everton side. We saw them grind out a win over Burnley in Ancelotti's first game. He's not had much time to work with his players, obviously, so we're going to see more of the same from them. I mean, it's interesting near the goal line. Following the events of Boxing Day, this goal line's trended down to two and a quarter from two and a half. Um, On paper, both teams have scored a reasonable amount of goals this season. I mean, Newcastle have got 19. Everton have scored 21 in in their opening 19 games. But when I watch both teams, I don't see offensively good teams here. I see teams that need to win games 1-0, as we've seen Everton do at the weekend. And then obviously Newcastle do a few times this season. If the line had stayed at two and a half, I'd have been really keen to take the under. But as it's trended down to two and a quarter, the value's gone. I can't I can't take it. But I'll tell you what, Pete, how big a coup do you think for Everton getting Ancelotti is? Yeah, I think it's a very good appointment, isn't it? I mean, I know we spoke a few months ago about how Brendan Rodgers was the best possible appointment that Leicester could have made. I can't see any other manager in the world that Everton would want to take over Ancelotti of the men that are available. Yeah. It's a great signing for yeah. them. Southampton Palace next. Recent head-to-head. Southampton have done quite well in this picture, actually. They won three. There's been one draw. Palace have won one. A home to mid-table side. Southampton's record reads one, two, drawn four, lost four. Can offer a very good 2-0 victory away at Chelsea. Palace away at mid-table sides. One, four, drawn one, lost five. Can offer, well, another a good 2-1 victory at home to West Ham. Southampton, they've won four of their last six Premier League matches. So they're in some, you know, they've turned things around there. Palace lost just one of their last six Premier League matches. So so they're being resilient. Mid-table against mid-table, minus half a goal this time of year. 49 uh, home wins, 64 draw or away wins. I think Palace look good plus half a goal here. Have you had many emails about this game, Pete? No. Haven't you? Oh, I've had a few. Okay. The, the people have people have been suggesting that uh, they'll put their mortgage on us selecting Palace here plus half a goal. And okay. I don't think we're going to disappoint them, are we? No, no. There's, I'm quite amazed at this line, really. Um, admittedly, as, as you say, Southampton are in much better form at the moment, but we know that they perform so much better away from home. So let's let's have a look at these stats then under Hodgson. Palace have gone 8, 6 and 5 on the road against bottom half place sides. So on this line, that would see them hitting 14 of 19, so 14 and 5. Since the start of the 2017-18 season, 
Southampton have won just 11 of 47 games at home. So if you extract both of those two stats and put them into this current line of Southampton minus a half, if you're back in Palace in this spot, you're 15 and 16. Sorry, 50 and 16. That is an incredible ratio of wins. This line to me is betting madness. We know full well if this game has been played 100 times, then Palace are going to avoid defeat, what, 60 to 65 times. It's only been played once, though, so you've got to be careful of your staking levels. Don't get too carried away. But I think this is probably one of the bets of the season. Palace plus half a goal, folks. Next up, Watford versus Villa. Uh, Watford have won the only match that the two have played in the last five seasons. Against promoted sides, their home record's not bad. 1-5, drawn three, lost two, come off a one-all draw away at Sheffield United. Villa's away form has been poor this uh, season. 1-1, one, one, drawn one, lost seven, come off a, a virtual needed 1-0 victory at home to Norwich. Watford, they've only lost just one of the last four Premier League matches, so they're coming back a bit with a bit of form. Villa lost four of the last five Premier League matches. Bottom six sides at home to promoted sides. This time of year, they've won 21 out of 34. However, despite that, my ratings are suggesting some good value Villa, but I'm going to go with these stats here. Villa are, are, are poor. I'm not sure they're going to win this. I think with Pearson as manager of Watford, I think they're going to get a victory here today. Well, they've certainly improved under Nigel Pearson. He's increased the solidity of the back line. I mean, over the past five and a bit seasons, Watford have won six of their 12 home games against newly promoted sides. Over two and a half goals has gone exactly six and six in this spot. So at face value, there doesn't appear to be much value in the current market lines. I mean, who can trust Watford here to win this game when they've won just one of nine? But Villa have only won one of nine themselves on the travels. But they have scored 12 goals. Now, the goal line here is a little bit confusing for me because teams have combined for just 18 goals in their 18 games in this spot. So, Watford at home, Villa away. Yet, the goal line's set at two and three quarters. If you look at those Villa away games, they've gone seven and two to the over. But a lot of those games have been away at the bigger sides where they've conceded a few goals. So here against this Watford side, who under Pearson look to be far more resilient defensively, they're going to concentrate on keeping clean sheets. I think this goal line is set quarter of a goal too high at two and three quarters. I think all the value is with backing the under two and three quarters. But then when you watch Villa play away from home, they part like the Red Sea. So, yes, Watford haven't got a lot of attacking threat, but if you've got a defence that aren't overly concerned about defending, you don't have to be the greatest side in the world to create chances. I think the value is definitely with the under P, but I'm going to avoid it. Norwich Spurs next, and there's some strong uh, stats in this match. The line is plus three quarters at the moment. Spurs have won the only uh, match that played at Carrow Road in the last five years. Norwich's home record, 1-3, drawn one, lost six, come off that 1-0 defeat to at Villa. Spurs away at uh, promoted size, 1-9, drawn one, lost naught, coming with six of the matches being won by two or more goals. They come off a 2-1 victory at home to Brighton. Norwich, they've lost four of the last five Premier League matches, so they're in poor form. Spurs won five of the last seven Premier League matches. When promoted sides have played top six this time of year, um, out of uh, 28 matches, the away side have won 13 by two and eight by one. Uh, and there's only been uh, seven draws or home wins. 
My ratings are suggesting there's value spurs, but I think I'm going to leave this one alone. This, again, is a very interesting line move to me because this opened minus one in Spurs' favour. It's now minus three quarters. I don't know if you notice a pattern here, Pete. Every game that's seen a line movement has gone towards the home team. Now, we know that Premier League teams are creatures of habit these days and they tend to travel the day before a game. Now, I'm wondering if people are putting too much emphasis on the home team having home advantage in these games being played today. Because with the bookmakers and the punters at the moment seem to be treating this like America, like the biggest country in the world, to manoeuvre yourself across for an away day. Now, I'm, this game's kicking off at 5.30. It wouldn't surprise me if the Tottenham players don't even travel up until today to Norwich. So they probably won't even have had an overnight stay. The results on Boxing Day have gone the way we expected. Norwich lost away at Villa. Spurs won at home to Brighton. It wasn't exactly a great performance by Tottenham, but they got the job done. Yet the money's come for the underdog here. I mean, over one and a half goals has landed in every Norwich home game this season. Spurs have conceded in each of the last 16 away games in the Premier League. So even with the goal line set at three, I think the value is with the over. I'm definitely going to be on the over two and a half goals in this spot. I think you can get that at about four to six at the moment on Betfair. So I'll definitely be taking a bit of the over two and a half goals. I think the values with Spurs on the goal line, minus three quarters. But I think I'd rather sell with that over two and a half goals. Not sure if there's going to be four goals, but I definitely think there'll be three. West Ham, Leicester next. And this is a, another line move. West Ham, it's now plus half a goal. Recent head-to-heads, uh, one home win, two draws, two away wins. At home to top six sides, West Ham's record's not too bad. It's one, two, drawn four, lost four. Coming off that two, one defeat away at Palace. Leicester away at bottom six sides, good. One, seven, drawn two, lost one. Coming off a four, nil defeat at home to Liverpool. West Ham, one point from the last 12 at home, really poor at the moment. Leicester, they've won four of their last five away. When we look at bottom six at home to top six, um, in my uh, plus half a goal, 20 for the home side, 38 for the away side. My ratings are suggesting some slight value, West Ham, but you, you, you can't bet back on, the, on their recent form. They have interesting records, West Ham, in this spot. They're, under Pellegrini, they've won four of 11 against top six place sides at home. So, so you have to gauge from those statistics, because they've gone 4-1-6, and six, that if they're going to put in a winning performance, they're probably going to win the game outright. Under Pellegrini at home, over three and a half goals is 13-14. and 14. So... I didn't realise how full of goals these games have been at the London Stadium. And I have to wonder, Pete, if that loss had come at Palace in a normal Premier League week, then I think Pellegrini might have been sacked. But this isn't a normal week. The games are coming thick and fast, and which in itself is quite crazy to think, oh, if they had more time, they'd sack him. Yet the games are coming that thick and fast that before you know it, they could be dragged into a relegation battle if they don't sack him. I think he's a dead man walking, really, Pellegrini. The, the rumours are continuing far too long without any sort of board statement to support him. And I have to wonder whether that result on Boxing Day for, for Leicester is a blessing in disguise if you want to back them here. Because if they'd have only had a narrow defeat, they'd have 
probably stayed as minus three quarters of a goal favourites. But I think Brendan Rodgers is good enough of a manager and a coach to sort of erase that very quickly. There's an incredible resilience about Leicester here. You know, it's a, let's be honest, West Ham have won just two of the last 12 Premier League outings. I think Leicester are a pretty solid bet here today, minus half a goal. Next up, Burnley, Manchester United. Recent head-to-heads, Burnley have won naught. There's been one draw. United have won three. At home to top half sides, Burnley's record reads 1-3, draw naught, lost seven. Coming off that previously mentioned 1-0 defeat to at Everton. Man United at home, away to mid-table sides, 1-3, drawn two, lost five. Burnley, very mixed home form. It, 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 you can't really put any pattern to it. United... Uh, they've just won two of their last 13 away. When you look at mid-table sides, at home to top half sides, this is with the the, uh, the plus half a goal handicap. Uh, 77 have gone in favour of home side, 64 for the away side. There is value uh, Burnley. In fact, there's good value Burnley now that the line's moved to plus three quarters of a goal. I'm not going to yeah, go with. I'm not going to go with this. I don't think. Yeah, this is the rare exception. I've just noticed that it has shifted overnight to plus three quarters. This is the one time where the, the line has moved against the home side. I mean, it's strange here. This this game that's gone for the home side. It was plus a half, wasn't it? Was it plus a half? Oh, sorry. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. yeah nonsense. Yeah, it's gone in, in favour of the home side. Yeah. So I'm talking nonsense there. I mean, United have won the last three trips to this ground, and they've won them all to nil. The Pirates haven't won any of the eight meetings in the, the Premier in the, in the Premier League, but they have actually scored twice in both of the last two trips to Old Trafford. So it seems a really strange sort of pattern of results here that Burnley are more than happy to sit off on home soil and see what United have to offer. And in many ways, this game reminds me of United's trip the other way to Watford, where the home team sat in and found a way to win the game 2-0. I mean, I'm not going to say Burnley are going to win this game, but with this goal line sitting at two and a half, I think there is a little bit of value with the under. It's not going to be one of my main bets of the day, but this is the late game. What is it? Kicking off half seven, is it? 7.45 tonight. I'll probably see how I do the rest of the day. If I have a good day, I'll probably just have a little bit on the under two and a half goals because I'll feel confident that I've read the card well throughout the day. Um, if I don't have a good day, then I won't be betting this at all. But uh, I do think that's where the value is, Pete, the under two and a half goals. Arsenal-Chelsea next. Recent head-to-heads, Arsenal won two. There's been two draws. Chelsea won one. At home to top six sides. Arsenal's record's not bad. 1-5, drawn three, lost two, coming off a one-old draw away at Bournemouth. Chelsea away at mid-table side, it's a good record. They've won six, drawn one, lost three, cut that 2-0 defeat. Very poor defeat, really, at home to Southampton. Arsenal, they've only just won one of their last 11 Premier League matches. That's going to have to change. When we look at uh, mid-table, at home to top six sides on the plus uh, a quarter, well, the general record this time of year. They've won 18, drawn 20, lost 48. The stats are sort of with Chelsea, but my rating suggesting there's value Arsenal. I'm going to leave this well alone. Well, I agree with you in terms of where the value lies. I think it's clearly with the home team. You'd expect Arsenal to put in a performance for Arteta in his first home game. Um, I heard they played well at Bournemouth. In fact, I've been told by many that they play very well. They aren't very good at the moment, Arsenal, and they don't have the players in their current personnel to play the style of football 
on a repeatable basis that Arteta will want to play. I mean, can they do it on a one-off basis with a whipped-up home crowd behind them? Well, yeah, of course they can. But Chelsea feel more confident playing away from home. I mean, Lampard Salah scored 22 of their 37 goals this season on their travels. Over two and a half goals has gone eight and one. Chelsea have scored twice or more in six of those nine games. And I think from what we've seen in recent times, if this game becomes a bit of a basketball game back and forth, then I think Chelsea are far more equipped to score more goals. I do think both sides will probably score. It's not a sexy price, the yes on both teams to score. It is only about 1.50. But in reality, for me, this Sunday, that's the best bet you can make in this game. Next up, Liverpool Wolves. Uh, Liverpool, well, obviously, they're in fantastic form. They've won their last nine Premier League matches, playing against top-half sides. They've won nine, drawn one, lost not, coming off a, an excellent 4-0 victory away, unless uh, the titles there's uh, done and dusted. Coming up against a good Wolves side, though, uh, O's record away to top six sides is good. 1-2, drawn three, lost two, coming up that, well, excellent 3-2 victory at home to Man City. Wolves, they've only lost one in 14 Premier League matches, so they're going to be fairly resilient. Top six against top half sides, minus one and a half goals. There's been 86 matches, of which the home side have covered it 36, and the away 50. My ratings are suggesting Despite the minus one and a half goals, there's some slight value back in Liverpool. Wouldn't surprise me, though, if Liverpool win. This this could be a good game, actually. I think it'll be a really good game. I The line has moved around a bit today. It, not today, but since Boxing Day. It opened at minus one and a half. It trended to minus one and three quarters. And I think we've actually had quite an advantageous move overnight, back to one and a half on the back of that great Wolves win. I actually think this is scandalous that Wolves have been asked to play at Anfield less than, what, I think they're kicking off, what, 43 hours yeah. after they played Man City at home. I don't know the cheek of the Premier League, and I know it's all to do with money and who wants to, you know, have the money in the bank, but, but the stats are quite stark when teams on three days rest play teams on just two-day rest. It's heavily favoured towards the team that's got those extra 24 hours of recuperation time. I would have less sympathy, Pete, if it was the other way round, if it was Wolves with the extra time to prepare. But it's not. It's Liverpool. I think Wolves might make a lot of changes for this game, depending on how they pull up today following that game last night. I mean, they travelled to Vicarage Road on New Year's Day for a game that, in reality, Wolves would expect to win. So why wouldn't... Espirito Santo channel all of his energies and his resources, his fit resources into winning that game. I actually think now the line's moved back to Liverpool minus one and a half, considering the fact since the start of last season, they've won 26 of 28 at Anfield, 19 of those victories coming by two or more goals. They have the scheduling edge. It's a ridiculous scheduling edge they've been given. I think Liverpool minus one and a half, depending on what the team news is for Wolves, is probably a very good bet. Finally, City against Sheffield United. Uh, the Lions minus one and three quarter goals. At home to promoted side, City's record reads 1-8, drawn two, lost naught. Coming off that men previous mentioned 2-3 defeat away at Wolves. Sheffield United, away record unbeaten, 1-3, uh, drawn six. So United unbeaten away. City, they've won four of their last eight Premier League matches. So they, they've definitely sort of gone off the boil a bit. Um, if we have a look at the the stats when um, top six size play promoted um, 
Five matches have been won by three or more goals. Eight by two or more goals mean 13 by two or more goals. 17 have only been won by one or it's been a draw or the away side. My line, uh, my rating suggesting the line's pretty much spot on, minus one and three quarter goals. You do have to question Manchester City's, um, you know, how they're going to approach the rest of this season. Obviously, the Champions League will become a priority but I think they'll just want to keep their eye in just to stay in the top four. But the, the Champions League now is, is going to be what they're going to go for. Definitely. And uh, it's funny what money does, Pete, because I had a lot of sympathy for Wolves in the last game. I'm going to show zero sympathy for Man City here. They've played less than 43 hours ago for this game. I'm just going to tell them to suck it up and get on with it. It's not fair. <laughs> I mean, okay. the stats and the logic pointed with the line at plus two for Sheffield United, which it was before that loss for City at Molyneux last night, they pointed towards Sheffield United because I sent Guardiola make a number of changes. But now it's trended down to minus one and three quarters. You always have to fear that five-minute period that City have in every game where they can go, as I always say, bang, bang, score two goals from nowhere. The interesting thing for me here, though, Pete, is that City have conceded 20 goals this season. I didn't really realise that, to be honest, until I checked it out in more detail. They've conceded 20 goals. Sheffield United have scored in 10 of their last 11 Premier League games. So who's to say Sheffield United aren't going to score at least once here? The goal line has trended down from three and a half, which we saw yesterday, to just three and a quarter. It's a tentative lean to be over on the three and a quarter goals because we don't really know what sort of city side we're going to get out. But I think that might be a, a decent play if City field a reasonably strong side. You're probably going to sense that United will have opportunities no matter what happens in the game. But yeah, I, I like a little bit of the over three and a quarters in that one. Yeah, right. Let's um, wrap this up then. Um, well, I'm going to go for the first three matches uh, on the card. Uh, Bournemouth plus three quarters away at Brian. As you say, that's a good bet. Newcastle, I think they're good enough to avoid defeat at home to Everton. And, and I think they I'm surprised they're actually plus a quarter of a goal. And again, Palace away at Southampton plus half a goal. Yeah, Southampton, well, Palace are usually good in these spots. Southampton at home, poor. Yeah, it really concerns me, Pete, when I'm so confident about two selections because that normally means I've overlooked something. Um, but the fact that you back me up on both of them really sort of gives me a little bit of reassurance that maybe I'm not overlooking anything. I, I love backing Bournemouth here. I, as we said, we can just buy it or take a little bit of the value of the half a goal line out and buy it up to plus three quarters of a goal at 1.83 that's currently available. I think that's a great bet. And yeah, the stats, the Palace, Palace away from home is a good stat anyway. It's normally a good bet. Opposing Southampton at home is normally a good bet. So put the two together and you've got to take Palace plus half a goal, mate. Yeah, it's an interesting card, actually, this this, this weekend, isn't it? And I think there's going to be, there should be some good games. Yeah, some really interesting games. I always advise people at this time of year, remember these players aren't machines. They've only played 48 hours before. So an hour before kickoff. Just check that team news. You could get ahead of the market if certain teams rest a lot of players or play maybe more fuller strength side than expected. You can sometimes jump ahead of the market. So team news is critical. 
Right, we shall be back Monday evening. It, certainly Monday evening, possibly Tuesday, but I would say Monday evening. Have a great day, folks, and best of luck.